Hey guys, you're tuned in to the Will Pod for Pay private podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, aka the podcast OG. Now, I don't just call myself that because it's cute. Your girl has been podcasting since 2015, and so I am beyond excited to share my lessons learned, the tips, the tricks, the tools, and the tactics that I am currently using to get paid from my podcast. So if you want to learn how to not only start a popular show, but one that pays you, you are in the right place. And if you want to take this just a little bit further, then I would love to invite you to join The Collective, an exclusive podcast community for the podcast girlies who are looking to start or grow their show. For more information on how you can join The Collective, check out the show notes below. Now let's get into this episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to tonight's podcast, Office Hours Q&A. I am Coriel, excited as I always am to have the opportunity to sit in front of, I usually say women, but I know we had a few men who signed up um, for this session, actually, but I'm always excited at the opportunity to share my lessons learned. I have definitely learned several lessons the hard way when it comes to media and specifically podcasting. So for those of y'all who are here with me for the very first time, I definitely am excited to virtually meet you. Happy that you are here. And I wanna start by just giving a little bit of background. I'm not gonna spend too much time, but I wanna give a little bit of background on um, who I am, my experience as a podcaster, Um, what I'm doing now in podcasting, and then we are going to hop right into the Q&A. So I set aside 90 minutes for this Q&A. We had quite a few people, I don't know what's going on um, tonight, but we had quite a few people who said they couldn't make it live, um, but they wanted, you know, they registered to get access to the replay. So this is being recorded. Um, If you have to hop off early, don't worry, I will send you the recording so you can access the replay. And if we don't need the full 90 minutes, I am all about working smart and maximizing time. I don't like wasting people's time. So we have 90 minutes. Y'all have me for 90 minutes. And I'm going to take as many questions as y'all have. We did receive a couple of uh, questions that were submitted in advance. So I will do those first. And then those questions might inspire those of you who did not submit a question in advance, um, you know, it might inspire you to ask a question. And so you can go ahead and drop them in the chat. And then after I get through the pre-submitted questions, then I will hop into the chat and run my way through those. Okay. So again, I am Coriel, your hostess with the mostest for tonight's office hours Q&A. And I got my start as a podcaster way back in 2015. But for the sake of this conversation, I feel like I have to mention the fact that even though I started my podcast in 2015, I actually got my start in the media space in 2013 when I launched my blog talk radio show. Okay. And so for those of y'all who are unfamiliar, blog talk radio is 
an internet-based platform. Um, and it's basically what podcasting was before podcasting became what it is now. So Blog Talk Radio, the, the main difference is that it was streamed live like a radio show would be where, you know, I was in my location, my co-host was in her location, our guest would call in, so we would take, you know, phone calls, basically, um, and interview people online, and in 2014, I transitioned from Blog Talk Radio into an internet-based talk show, where me and my two co-hosts would drive across the city of Atlanta, to a studio where we were recording, sit in front of a green screen, and again, produce a live internet-based talk show. In 2015, somebody actually invited me to be a guest on their podcast. And when I saw how low maintenance producing that podcast episode was, I said, oh, this is what I need to be doing. And so I packed up my internet talk show and I transitioned into Confessions of a Workaholic podcast, which was my very first podcast way back in 2015. It was a guest interview format. So it was me recording remotely. Y'all, don't judge me, okay? I'm aging myself when I say this. But I literally started out recording my podcast on freeconferencecall.com, okay? So I had a freeconferencecall.com account. I would send the phone number and the passcode to my guests. I would dial in, they would dial in, I would hit record, and then I would download it, upload it. Look, yesfreeconferencecall.com, okay? You got to get it how you live, okay? I made it happen, which is the name of the game, which is the whole reason why I'm starting out by sharing, um, by sharing these details so that you know my journey, the really, really low maintenance, super low budget, low tech, um, you know, transitioning into where I am now. Fast forward from 2015 to 2024. I can't believe it's almost been a whole decade. But now I no longer host Confessions of a Workaholic. I did host that from 2015 to 2021 when I had my first baby and had to hang that thing up. And then in 2022, I launched Girl Stop Plan. February 2022, launched Girl Stop Plan. We reached over a million downloads in the first, uh, I want to say it was 18 months that we got to that million downloads. And once we reached the million downloads, well, I don't think it was because we reached the million downloads, but we ended up opening up a production studio here in Atlanta because I was basically tired of paying the studio that I was paying to um, produce my podcast for me, decided to invest in opening up my own studio. And while I was at it, I decided to open up spaces for other podcasters or creators, not necessarily podcasters, but for other people to come in and rent the studio. So with me opening up the studio and having people inquire about, you know, renting the studio, people also started to inquire about production. So having me executive produce their podcast, which is how we ended up creating Elevate Media, which is our full-service podcast production agency and studio here in Atlanta. So very long story short, I ain't new to this. I am true to this, okay? I started out, again, almost a decade ago with an audio-only podcast, strictly audio. It wasn't until like 2000, I feel like it was like 2000, 
maybe like 19-ish, that people really started adding the video element into their podcast. And so I'm about to um, get into the Q&A, but one of the things that I kind of want to just start out by saying is, or kind of dispelling a myth, and I talked about this earlier on my Instagram, is the fact that a lot of people, because video has become so popular, video podcasts, a lot of people believe that video is a requirement for a successful podcast. And I am here to tell you that it is not, okay? Currently, I host four podcasts. One of those podcasts is an audio-only podcast. So I'm not just telling y'all that it's cool to have an audio-only show, you know, just to kind of make it sound easy or anything like that. I definitely built and established myself as a podcaster with an audio-only show. Um, my very first podcast, we got over 1.5 million downloads, audio-only. There was not a single um, a video episode uh, to get to that 1.5 million downloads. And so I just want to start off by dispelling that myth that you do not have to have a video element for it to be considered a podcast or for you to have a successful podcast. Technically, podcasting is an audio experience. So for the sake of just definitions, a podcast does not need video. Now, you can have a YouTube show that is video only. Some people have video only YouTube shows that are not podcasts, meaning you cannot go and pull them up on Apple or Spotify or Amazon. You can't listen to them as an audio experience. They are only on YouTube. So you can have a YouTube show that's video only, only on YouTube. You can have a podcast that's audio only on the podcast platforms. Or you can have a podcast that has a video element that you put up on YouTube or a streaming app or um, Vimeo or post to Facebook or do whatever you want to do with it and also have the audio available on the podcast platforms. So just for the sake of tonight's conversation, I wanted to kind of clear the air um, with that in case anyone was wondering since I did happen to mention it earlier, and I got a couple people that reached out via DM um, when I posted that you don't need video. So whenever I do my consultations, I tell my clients or uh, potential clients that video is a nice to have, not a need to have. And this is coming from someone who will gladly take your money to produce your video podcast. Okay, so I'm not just saying it. Um, it, it is truly a fact. So if you are considering starting a podcast, an audio-only podcast, that is absolutely possible. Um, I know some OG podcasters that have been podcasting since I started podcasting that don't even have a YouTube channel, that don't even have a video element at all to their show. So, And they get brand deals, they get sponsorships, they make the top charts on Apple, they get all of the perks you know, for having a podcast without the stress and headache and investment of having a video, um, a video element to their show. So that's that. All right. So we got a couple questions, only three questions actually that were submitted in advance. So I'm going to get to these three questions first, and then I am going to hop into um, the chat and answer any new questions. So 
let's go ahead and hop in. Okay, so the first question is from, oh, that's so funny. All right, y'all give me 60 seconds. Give me two seconds and I'll be right back. My baby's crying. All right, we're back. So the first question I actually already answered because Jay wants to know, is an audio podcast better than a visual podcast or rather one proved to be monetized more? Okay, so that's a great question. The first part of the question I already answered. So no, a video podcast is not a necessity. Video is a nice to have and not a need to have. Okay, so that is, my official opinion on is video necessary or is one better than the other? Now, the second half of the question, I want to answer slowly, okay? Cause I don't, I wanna be very clear. The second half of the question is asking about monetization. So the short answer is, is you can absolutely monetize an audio podcast or, and or a video podcast. Now, and we're going to talk about monetization because I know y'all are going to ask me different ways that you can monetize and all of that. So I'm not going to run through all of the ways that you can monetize. However, typically when people are getting started as a podcaster and they say monetization or they ask me about monetization, they are thinking about advertisers, brand partnerships, sponsored, um, sponsored uh, episodes. You can do that with audio and video you can do it with both in terms of getting paid directly from your podcast there's really one way that you can do that and that's going to come through your um through your advertisers but not necessarily brand partnerships now i'm again i'm gonna, I'm gonna say this slow because i don't want to confuse anybody so when i say brand partnerships what I want you to think about or what it's officially called is host reads. So what this looks like is if you listen to my podcast, you've probably heard me mention HelloFresh. And I didn't just mention it. I literally like did a whole commercial. Like I read a script and I talked about HelloFresh. That is a brand partnership, aka a host read. So a host read is where me as the host. I read, now hopefully it don't sound like I'm reading. If I do a good job, it shouldn't sound like I'm actually reading. But I do a host read where I read a script. Basically, I record a 60-second commercial advertising a brand. So what you hear on, a, on the radio, in between songs, those commercials that you hear, a brand will pay you as the podcaster to record one of those commercials that will be inserted into your podcast for audio. Okay, that's called a host read. That comes directly through, or it can come directly through your podcast platform. Okay, now I use Red Circle as my hosting platform, and that's the platform that we use for all of our clients. So anybody who hires Elevate Media to manage their podcast, 
we put them up on Red Circle. Now, I'm going to recommend that everybody here within the sound of my voice goes and set themselves up on Red Circle because in my experience and in my opinion, Red Circle has one of the best sales, marketing, and advertising departments. Now, if you just Google podcast platforms, you'll get a laundry list of different options. And you can literally go through and look at all of the features, but most podcast platforms do the same things, okay? And so what you want to look for when you are selecting a podcast platform are ones that do already have those built-in sales, marketing, and advertising teams because you want to eventually get paid for this podcast that you're producing. So you want to make sure you are with a platform that prioritizes paying their podcasters, okay? So host reads are one way that you can get paid. The other way that you can get paid is through, um, like on YouTube, when you're watching a YouTube video and before the video loads, you got to watch that ad. When you monetize on YouTube, meaning you get a thousand uh, watch hours, you get, I think it's a thousand subscribers. There's like four different things that you have to complete in order to monetize your YouTube channel. Once you check off those four things and qualify to be monetized, that is when YouTube will start placing those ads on your videos and you will start getting paid every time an ad runs or every time somebody clicks um, one of those ads, you will get paid just for having your video play on YouTube. Once you qualify, once your channel is monetized, That is the same exact way that it works with Red Circle or any podcast platform that you go with. You have to qualify or meet the minimum threshold for their advertising program. With Red Circle, the minimum threshold is an average of 500 audio downloads per week. Okay, write that down. That's that's the goal. In order to qualify for their advertising program, you have to meet the minimum threshold of 500 downloads per week. Once you meet that minimum threshold, that's when you'll get paid for um, those ads that are placed on your podcast. And that's when you will start getting opportunities for those host reads that I just mentioned. So once you meet that minimum qualification to qualify for their advertising program, then they'll start sending you inquiries. I literally got like four uh, yesterday and today where it will say something like, hey, uh, HelloFresh is interested in your podcast and they'll send you a little survey. Are you interested in HelloFresh? Would you be uh, willing to promote this brand? Do you use products like this? They just ask a couple questions and then they're going to send that info to HelloFresh. They're going to say, hey, HelloFresh, we got a hundred. I'm sorry. Let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. HelloFresh is going to come to Red Circle. And they're going to say, hey, Red Circle, we want to spend $100,000 this month on podcast ads. And Red Circle is going to say, okay, give me that $100,000. I'm going to go find 100 shows for you to work with. So they're going to send this survey to a bunch of different shows. The show hosts are going to respond and say, yes, I'm interested or no, I'm not interested. This is not a good fit, whatever. They're going to take those potential shows back to HelloFresh. HelloFresh is going to select the 100 shows that they want to run ads on. And then Red Circle is going to send an email and say, hey, HelloFresh wants to pay you $200 or $500 or $1,000 or however many hundred dollars based on 
the number of downloads based on the audience that your show has built, they're going to offer you or propose a dollar amount. That dollar amount is what they are going to pay you to record a 60 second commercial. So let's just say $500. HelloFresh is going to pay you $500, send you a script, and you're going to upload, you know, upload that script. And then that commercial is going to play on your podcast for however long you have agreed. So it works the same way with YouTube as it does with podcast platforms. The common denominator is you have to qualify. In order to qualify, you have to build an audience. Please write this down in your notebook. There is really only one way to get paid from a podcast. The only way that you can get paid from a podcast is by having a podcast audience. That's it. Because if you don't focus on building your podcast audience, you're not going to qualify for the advertising program. You're not going to be able to do host reads and get brand partnerships because the only reason why any brand would pay you is to get in front of your people. If you have no people, there's no point in them paying you. Okay. The only way you can get paid is by building your audience. If nobody listens to your podcast, you're not going to sell any digital downloads. If nobody listens to your podcast, you're not going to book new clients for your business. There's zero chance of you making money on your podcast if there are zero listeners to your podcast, okay? So I say all that to say, focus on building your audience. Everybody wants to start a podcast on Friday and get paid by Monday, and that is not how this works, okay? This is not a get-rich-quick thing. This is a build slow, okay? This is a build slow be intentional, start with a solid foundation so you don't end up like me, okay? I told y'all I started my first podcast in 2015, but I did not get my first podcast check until 2022. So this is how, this is how important conversations and opportunities like this are because I podcasted consistently for six years and made zero dollars because I was on the wrong platform. When I started podcasting in 2022, when I started uh, back podcasting in 2022, February of 2022, I got my first check in April of 2022. I literally just looked last week so that I could tell y'all tonight that after not making a dollar for six years, making that one small change of getting onto the right platform and learning from those years of making mistakes, I was able to monetize my show in, what is that, two months? Started in February, monetized in April, literally got my first check in April. So it doesn't have to take years and years and years, but it's important that you use the right platform and are intentional about what you're talking about, who you're talking to, what topics you're choosing, all of those things matter, okay? So that was a real roundabout way <laughs> to answer that first question. Um, so no, one does not, you know, I don't believe one is better than the other. Um, it took me much longer to establish my YouTube channel than it did to establish my podcast. YouTube has been a much slower grind than um, my podcast. 
That's just my personal experience. All right, next question is from Courtney. Courtney says, how do I know which niche I should focus my podcast in? So my advice for that is, well, I have questions. I actually don't have an answer. I have a question for you, Courtney. And for anybody who is still trying to figure out like what they should talk about, what their podcast, you know, what it, what it should be about, you want to ensure that you are being intentional with this podcast that you are about to produce. And in being intentional, you should identify your objective before you pick a name for your podcast, before you choose a niche for your podcast, you should know the purpose. What is the actual point of this podcast for you? not for your audience, okay? What is the point of the podcast for you as the podcaster? Is the point to get more visibility for your existing business? Is the point to grow your, um, to grow your online brand because you wanna get more speaking engagements? Is the point of your podcast to um, practice hosting because you have aspirations to be a television host one day? Is the point of your podcast to uh, provide solutions for your clients and your service-based business? Like, what is the objective? What is the point? What is going to be the win for you? Is the point of your podcast because, you know, you want it to be a new stream of income? That might be the point of your podcast. But if you are not clear on your intention behind your show, it's going to be an uphill battle. You're going to end up getting mad, sad, frustrated, burnt out, um, changing the name a million times, quitting, starting over, like it's going to be a mess. If you are not intentional in identifying the point for you. Now, once you identify the point for yourself, okay, I've identified that I am starting this podcast to increase visibility, increase brand awareness for my a brick and mortar store. I have a store, a vitamin store. I'm the owner of a vitamin store and I want to start this podcast to educate potential customers, educate my audience on uh, vitamins, health, wellness, supplements, all of these things in hopes that I will get more orders on my website. You see how clear I was with that? This is who I am. This is why I'm starting this. This is what I want to get from it. Now, knowing that that's what I want to get from it, now I can think about what I need to be talking about, what the title of my podcast should be, what kind of guests I should have, because I'm clear on my objective. When you're not clear on your objective, you fall into the trap of trying to create content to go viral. And that is one of the biggest waste of time. One of the biggest mistakes that you can make is trying to create content for the wrong reasons. It's literally going to be a waste of your time and money. So how to choose a niche, a niche niche, figure out what is the intention behind it. And then you can figure out what the niche should be because the niche needs to be in alignment with your intention. Okay. I'm glad that was helpful, Courtney. Um, Demetria, 
what is the best way to find guests? What platforms are cannabis friendly and is it better to do video podcasts versus audio? Okay, so I already answered the last one on video versus audio. What's the best way to find guests? So same process that I just um, explained for finding your niche, similar process for finding guests. You're still going to go through that first step, which is understanding your personal objective, what you want to get, how this is going to be a win for you. Identify that first. Then you can decide, okay, well, what do I need to talk about in order to meet this objective, in order to get to this win, in order to build my personal brand, or in order to gain more uh, brand awareness, in order to build my platform, in order to grow my email list, I can talk about X, Y, Z. Once you've done that, once you have figured out your objective and then you figured out um, what you're going to talk about, then you can figure out who you're going to talk to. So if I decided, okay, I want to start this podcast because I have this online or uh, I have an online and a physical location of this uh, vitamin store, this wellness store. So I'm starting this podcast to educate my audience on what these vitamins, supplements, wellness treatments are, what's the point, what's the purpose, in hopes of uh, converting them from just listeners to customers. That's my objective. Knowing that is going to help me identify what I should be talking about. Well, what is a vitamin? What is a supplement? What is the definition of wellness? What is the importance? Like, I'm literally going to be able to break down foundational info that I need to cover in the, that first season based on step one, what is my objective? So now that I come up with my topics, or now that I know what I want to talk about, I might not necessarily know the topic for each episode, but then I can start thinking, okay, if my goal is to get more clients, who are the best people to have as guests on the podcast? Hmm. I want to get more clients. Ding, 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 ding. I'm going to interview past clients, let them share their success stories, let them talk about the health and wellness benefits that I've been able to help them receive. Because if I can show a real life example of someone that I have worked with, someone that has found success with me, someone that has shopped with me, then hopefully I can increase the chances of this person listening or watching also becoming a customer. So I might decide that my guests are going to be former customers, my success stories. I might decide that my guests are going to be uh, experts in the wellness industry. That could be personal trainers, bodybuilders, um, physicians. So this is kind of the process that I personally work through and that I work through with my production clients so that we can be extremely intentional and strategic with everything, okay? From the name of the podcast, the niche of the podcast, the topics and titles of the episodes, all of that matters. And if you are not intentional and strategic, that's why, you know, I, I don't even know what the statistics are, but it's a very high percentage of people who start and quit podcasts. Okay, I, I, why did I not write this down? But I literally just saw um, earlier today, like the number of podcasts in 2019 versus the number of podcasts in 2024 and like the number of people who dropped off. 
the reason why people drop off is typically because they started their podcast for the wrong reasons or they started it for no reason. Like they literally had no clue why they were getting started. And it's hard to sustain if you don't know why you started. So that's that in terms of getting guests. First, figure out what type of guests even make sense. Because, and for a lot of people, if you have an existing business, starting with your clients, like your success stories, is a smart move, okay? Because you don't have to send them a pitch email. You don't have to, you know, wonder if they mind, you know, talking to you because they've already worked with you. They've already paid you. Hopefully they've already had some success with you. So that's a really um, simple way to get started. Outside of your clients, your network is going to be your next best bet. So who are you connected to and who are they connected to? One of the best, y'all, this is a gem right here. This is a gem I'm about to give y'all, okay? One of the best things that I could have did for myself with my first podcast, Confessions of a Workaholic, I interviewed some of the most amazing, badass Black women on this podcast. And most of them, I didn't know them personally before the podcast. One of the ways that I was able to get other great, amazing guests is at the end of each episode, like after I stopped recording, I would literally just ask them. I would say, hey, that was such an amazing interview. I know my audience is going to love it. Like, girl, it was the bomb. Do you know anybody else that might might be a good fit? Like, do you know, do you have anybody else that you could recommend that you think I should interview for this podcast? If you do, you know, send them my way or, you know, send me an email and I will reach out. I got so many great recommendations by asking that simple question. Guess what happens when somebody makes a recommendation, does an introduction, or refers you? Nine times out of 10, the person who they're referring or recommending is going to accept the invitation because it's coming through recommendation right? You are literally getting that transfer of trust. Well, if Coriel says you're cool, you know, you just, you just went and did uh, Demetrius podcast. And if you did Demetrius podcast and you're suggesting I do it, well, you did it. So, you know, I guess it must be cool. So I'm gonna go do it too. It's a transfer of trust when you are getting a referral, when you're getting a recommendation, I trust you. So if you say this person is cool, I'm gonna believe that they're cool. I'm gonna take your word for it. So that's another way that I was able to get great guests. Um, and then, like I said, just leveraging your network. And then your last question about platforms being uh, cannabis friendly. That is really, uh, I don't want to say shaky because times are changing. I will say podcast platforms are cannabis friendly. So, yes. In terms of podcasting, and I know you know this, Demetria, because you are in the, the cannabis industry, um, and you know that like e-commerce platforms, specifically bank, you know, banking institutions are real funny acting with anything cannabis, CBD related. Podcasting, not so much. YouTube is sometimes a little funny acting with certain words, but podcast platforms is free game. Okay, um, so I know y'all have seen all of these sexually explicit podcasts. 
anything goes when it comes to podcasting on the audio side. On the video side, again, you have to, you know, color within the lines over on uh, YouTube and you have to be careful and strategic with how you word things and your titles and your thumbnails and things like that. But for podcasting uh, specifically, yes, podcast platforms are cannabis friendly. Okay, now I am coming to the chat. Scrolling up. Oh, by the way, y'all see my little AI. So I have been, AI is like the latest and greatest for me when it comes to podcasting. I have been leveraging um, AI, specifically AI art is what I have been getting into, which is where I made this. But I actually used AI to create two of my latest um, podcast covers also. So AI is definitely uh, a podcaster's best friend. You can use AI for transcription. You can use AI for editing. You can use AI um, for blog writing. You can use AI for um, uh, topic suggestions. You can use AI to draft pitch emails. You can use AI for so much, okay? You can use it for so much. And you can use AI to create cool stuff as well. Um, okay, Macy. Can you explain more in detail how production works if you produce it? Can we come in with a vision? Do you mean if I produce it? I'm going to answer as if that's what you mean. And if that's not what you mean, let me know in the chat. So if Elevate Media produces, which is me, produces your podcast, how our process works is we are basically here to support you with as much handholding or as much freedom as you want. So we have worked with clients literally from start to finish. And when I say start, I mean, they just wanted to start a podcast. That's all they knew. They, some of them knew what they wanted to talk about, but some of them did not. And we had to literally work through the entire process that I just talked y'all through of, okay, well, what's the objective? What is going to make this a win? And from there, let's figure out, okay, what should the show be about? What should it be titled? Who should you talk to? All of those things. So as much or as little um, as you need. But we always start with a pre-production uh, strategy session. And during that pre-production strategy session is where we talk about in detail, what is your objective? And from that objective, then we can talk through season one. This is you know, the direction that we want to go in for season one. These are the three to five topics that we want to cover for season one. These are some people that we would like to talk to for season one. We go through all of that during pre-production so that when you come into the studio, I literally will hand you your cue cards if you decide that you want cue cards, and then we'll be ready to roll. Um, and the same is true whether you do video or audio. We produce both. So again, you don't have to have the video element, but we have full service so we can, um, we can offer both. But that is how our process works. Absolutely, you can have a vision. I prefer that you have a vision because because of how I am personally as a creative, I just don't, I like to be in control of my own-ish, okay? And because I'm like that, I like for y'all to like have ownership and creative control. I, I got four podcasts of my own, so I don't need to like create another one of my visions. I am all, you know, I'm all in it to help bring your vision to life. So absolutely. Um, hey, Santia, 
Santia says, would you consider having a live question and answer podcast with a live audience, whether in person or over the air, almost like a panel, but in podcast format? So I am open to, in terms of like, I appreciate and enjoy all different types of formats. I honestly think one of the worst ideas is to start a podcast and just do the typical format because you're being lazy and you don't want to really want to be creative, which is just guest interviews. Now, no shade to guest interviews. I have, you know, podcasts that are guest interview formats, but it's, it was still done with intention. Um, and I have different style shows. So I will have panel style shows where I interview, you know, three to four people. One of my podcasts has a co-host and sometimes we will bring in guests. I've had a podcast that has a guest host, like a reoccurring host, but she's not necessarily there for every single episode. Um, and I've hosted one-offs where, you know, it is just me and I've done up to six people at a time. So yes to having different style shows. I'm, I'm here for that because having something unique about your show, being able to set apart your show from the saturated podcast space is always the way to go. The one thing that I would caution you on is the live element of the podcast. Only because, and again, I started off in Blog Talk Radio where every single show was live. When I uh, started Girl Stop Playing for the whole first year, y'all, an entire year, I did it live. So every Thursday, it was on Thursdays, every Thursday I went to that studio had a guest come into the studio and we did it live, okay? And that is tough. It's tough to for you to sustain a live show because life happens, things come up, and it's a live show. So, you know, unless you batch record a couple, so you have them like in the vault just in case you miss a live show and you can insert one of those pre-recorded ones, that, you know, is something that can be done, but it is just a lot to sustain, uh, especially if you're doing it weekly, it's a lot to sustain a live show, meaning like you're streaming it live, people are watching it live, there's no editing on the back end. Sometimes that's hard for you and hard for your guests as well. And it can sometimes be a challenge to like rely on people, you know, everybody's available when it's exciting, you know, at the, at the invitation, everybody's available, but when it's time to show up, not everybody is always able to be consistent. So I'm not opposed to a call-in style or Q&A or panel style format. Um, it just comes down to personal preference and what you believe, you know, you actually have the capacity to be able to sustain and to do consistently. That is the name of the game when it comes to podcasting consistency is the name of the game. So if you can consistently host a live panel show, meaning you're going to be able to show up live and you're going to be able to count on these other human beings with schedules and titles and kids and responsibilities to show up live as well, then by all means, give it a shot. One thing that I would, would want you to consider, and this is for anybody who does a panel style conversation where there are more than three voices, meaning you and two guests, sometimes that can get a little challenging when it comes to the audio experience. So for the shows that I've done, 
that have had, you know, like the show that I did with six guests, that show is only up on YouTube. It's not on my podcast platforms because it is like, messy is not the right word. Um, it's like distracting listening to seven different people talking, right? You you can't, you don't know who's talking. You can't put an, an, a face with a voice. You know, it's just, a, it's, it's not the best experience when um, there's so many, so many uh, voices. So that is just one thing that I would take into consideration. All right, next question. Courtney says, what type of equipment do I need to start a podcast? Okay, so for a an audio-only podcast, all you truly need is a recording device. And notice I did not say microphone. So a recording device and a podcast platform to upload it to. Okay. And when I, now this is obviously bare minimum, like basic, basic, bare minimum. However, um, you can literally start a podcast with your cell phone. Okay. There was, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can still use, I know Anchor merged with Spotify, but I'm assuming you can still use the Anchor app. If that's not true, I apologize in advance, but Google it and find out for yourself. But at one point, you could record your podcast directly on your phone using the Anchor app um, and upload it directly there as well. So if you are balling on a very low budget, I told y'all I was using freeconferencecall.com, okay? And I don't even think I had a microphone when I first started. It was just me and my computer. So you can absolutely do that. Um, I have recorded podcast episodes. Actually, this little microphone that I have right here, I have recorded episodes when I was traveling, which is why I purchased this. And this was literally like 30 bucks from Amazon. So it came with two. As you can see, I got one on, got one here. Um, so this is an option, very low cost. And then I have, I don't feel like getting up to get it, but I have a Yeti microphone and a snowball microphone that are like USB. So you can take those on the go. You can plug them up directly into your computer. Those are like the cheapest kind of microphones, the cheapest quality microphones. I actually like the snowball above the Yeti. The Yeti, actually, let me get it so I can show y'all. Because I actually had to, um, I had to buy this attachment for the Yeti. So, oh, I don't know if it's going to let me show you because I'm using this virtual background. Let's see. Okay, if I put it in front of me, you can see it. So this is what the Yeti looks like. I'm sure y'all have seen this. It's pretty popular, right? It's called the Blue Yeti. But this Blue Yeti gave me awful feedback. So I ended up having to purchase this attachment from um, Amazon. So it goes, why did that just happen? So it goes over it like this. So that's that. Um, but again, I like the snowball better than this Blue Yeti. Um, so a recording device, a podcast platform, editing software if needed. But I'm going to be honest, editors 
can be very expensive. So you're either going to have to perfect your podcast hosting skills so that you don't need a lot of editing. Or you don't have to learn how to edit yourself. I would recommend you learn. Well, I would recommend you perfect your hosting skills and learn how to edit yourself so that you don't have to rely on anybody to be able to produce this podcast for you. I use um, GarageBand, which I believe comes standard on MacBook computers. I use GarageBand for my audio editing. And then I have an editor for my video editing um, for the shows that I produce. But for my own podcast, I literally can edit my video podcast using CapCut, the computer version, simply because my podcasts don't require editing. Like all I have to do is add an intro and add an outro. I don't go in and like have to actually edit it because I've been podcasting for so long, you know, I don't need much editing. So you will get to a point where your show won't require much editing. I would still recommend that you at least learn light editing skills so that, you know, you could take care of things here or there as needed. But that's the equipment that you need to get started. Um, at the end, I'm going to drop a link for a, a resource bundle that I put together. And inside of that resource bundle, there is an equipment list. So for anybody wondering about equipment, there's um, links to equipment as well as like software. So the different software that you can use for um, editing and just different things to, to um, manage your show. So I will drop that link as well. Actually, I'll drop it now in case anybody has to hop off early and you want to grab. So let me tell you what it is while I'm dropping the link. Um, basically, this is a, a profitable podcast bundle. Y'all are going to be able to take the information that I give y'all tonight and put it into action. But if you want assistance or resources outside of this, um, then there is a $99 podcast bundle that has a startup guide, so an ebook, a podcast tools checklist, which I was just referencing, a guest booking guide, um, so how to actually book guests. And then, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not a guest booking guide, a get booked guide. So how, how you can get booked if you wanna be booked on other people's podcasts, that's included. And then a replay for my podcast masterclass. So that is what I just dropped in the chat. All right, let me go to scroll back up. Next question. How do I choose? Oh, I already answered that about choosing a niche. How do I partner or collaborate with other podcast shows to build a following or audience? So first of all, let me just say, Courtney, that that is actually the best strategy for growing your show is collaborating with other podcasters either uh, collaborations or paid partnerships with other podcasters specifically. And this is why. I've had people ask me about um, doing paid ads, like running Facebook ads for their podcast or YouTube ads for their podcast or Instagram ads. And while all of those things can work, they have the potential to work. What I have found to work better is working specifically with other podcasters because someone finding you, your podcast, while they are on a podcast app 
increases the chances of them actually hitting subscribe, which is the whole point. That's what you want. You want more people hitting subscribe on your podcast show, right? So think about it. If I'm already tuned in to my favorite podcast, Girl Stop Playing, and then I hear Demetria being interviewed and she's talking about her podcast, I can easily, right here on the app, just go and subscribe to Demetria's podcast. Or if I'm listening to my favorite podcast, Girl Stop Playing, and I hear an ad for Courtney's podcast, I'm like, oh, let me go subscribe to Courtney's podcast. And it's easy for me to do because I'm already on the podcast app versus me seeing uh, Courtney's podcast ad on YouTube, thinking that it's really cool, but then I get distracted by the time I pick up my phone to go to the podcast app to hit subscribe. It's just not as smooth of a transition. So promoting with other podcasters is definitely the name of the game. That's the way to go. Sometimes that looks like doing interview exchanges. So one of the benefits um, that we offer with Grown Woman TV, I haven't even mentioned Grown Woman TV. I'm like a crazy person. Grown Woman TV is my podcast network, y'all. That's how, that's how like thirsty I was to just start answering your questions. I didn't even give myself a proper introduction or talk about the things that I have going on. But with Grown Woman TV, one of the things that we um, offer is interview exchanges or not necessarily offer, but that's one of the benefits. So if one of the um, hosts, you know, if somebody hosts a, a podcast and you're a good fit for that podcast, you know, you're able to do interview exchanges. So you can come do an interview on my show. I'll come do an interview on your show if it's in alignment, if it's a good fit. But that is one really great way for you to collaborate with other podcasters. Now, you can shoot for the stars with the shows that you want to go on, but don't forget about the people who are right here next to you as well. So there are some people right now, you know, on this session in the chat that you could be networking with, getting each other's Instagram, finding out if there's people here who have podcasts that are in alignment. We have to make sure we are networking across and not just trying to network up. Everybody's trying to get to the next level, but these people who are right here with you, eventually they're going to be at that next level too. And you want to already know everybody when you get there. So make sure you are networking side by side, networking across. So interview exchanges is one way. Another way that you can do it is actually built in with Red Circle. So another benefit of um, using Red Circle as your hosting platform Red, let me show y'all actually. Let me share my screen because I literally today just accepted. Um, it's called cross promotions on Red Circle, and I just accepted one today. So let me show y'all. Since I'm over here hyping up Red Circle, let me show y'all what Red Circle looks like. Okay, so this is what Red Circle looks like on the back end. This tab that I'm looking at right now is called cross promotion. So Red Circle literally has an entire system set up for you to be able to cross promote your podcast on other podcasts. So let's see. This is the one I just accepted today. Uh, Bella Alex reached out and said, hey, would you be interested in doing a promo swap? So basically what happens when I say yes, I upload a file, which is basically like a um, commercial, which is a commercial 
uh, about my podcast. I don't know if it'll let me listen. Let's see. I don't know if it'll let me listen to it. But I upload one and then they upload one. So theirs is going to play on my podcast and mine is going to play on their podcast. Let's see if I can play it. You're wifed up. Now what? If you said I do, but now you don't know what to do, this is the perfect podcast for you. All right. So I'm promoting wifed up. Now what? Hopefully they're going to listen to that podcast. I mean, they're going to listen to that um, clip and then they're going to go subscribe to the show. So this is one way cross promotions and it's literally built in um, built into red circle. So the way that you can find people, well, they have shows here. This one is funny. So I'm going to click it. Um, but you see these suggested shows down here, you can browse. So if you click it, it gives you, it gives you info on the show um, demographics or the show uh, analytics, I'm sorry. So you can see that this is a, well, it's not a new show because they have 18 episodes, but it's new in the sense of they don't have very many um, uh, subscribers, very many listeners, zero to 100 people are listening each week. So, um, you know, if you have a brand new show, chances are that somebody that, you know, would not turn down the opportunity to cross promote but at the same time, is it really going to be beneficial for you to promote with somebody who's getting less than 100 listens? Okay, so for, and then these are each of the podcasts that I produce. So it's bringing up like related shows. So, you know, single season, this might be a good show. So I can click it. They're getting between 100 and 1,000 listeners. They have 84 episodes. And then I can literally just, click to propose a cross promotion and I'll basically just send them a message like that host sent me a message and they can either say, yep, I'm interested or no, thank you. So that's one way to do it. This guy, I have literally been running this with him since like 2022, I think April, 2022, we've been cross promoting on each other's podcast for that long. It's been inserted 21,000 times. <laughs> So there's definitely a benefit to, um, to cross promotion. So that is what that looks like. Hopefully that answered your question. But again, another reason why I love Red Circle is because they prioritize helping you grow your show, which is the whole point. Um, how do I, okay, just answer that question. Aisha says, for someone brand new to podcasting which do you recommend audio or video starting out? So if you are brand new to podcasting, I am absolutely going to recommend audio when starting out. And for anybody who is, just wants to do audio anyway, you can still capture video of yourself recording the audio to use on social media to promote your audio podcast. So right now I could literally have my phone up on a tripod, like sitting in front of me. I'm talking to y'all, right? So pretend like I'm recording an audio podcast right now. I can be recording myself, recording this podcast. And then when I'm done recording the audio, I have this video on my phone and I can post this video clip on Instagram and say, hey, go listen to this episode. So you can still have a video footage of you recording your audio. Okay, people do that as well. 
so that they can leverage that uh, footage on social media. So you can definitely do that. But I recommend audio so you can build up that muscle um, so you can make sure that this is something that you actually want to do and be consistent with before you invest in the equipment, before you spend a lot of time, before you learn all of this technology. Just make sure this is something that you actually want to do. So start with audio. Um, or if you, you know, used to be a, a blogger and you have camera equipment and you have all of that, then by all means, you know, jump off the porch like a big dog. Okay, do you. But if you are like nervous and you kind of tiptoeing, you know, into this, you want to kind of crawl before you walk, I would definitely say start with audio so that you can build up your comfort, especially if you want to do guest interviews. Well, not really. Either way, whether you want to do guest interviews or like a solo commentary style show, I still am going to recommend starting out with audio to build your uh, confidence and just get comfortable like talking. Um, okay, hope that answered your question. Next question from Courtney. How do I get people to listen to my podcast and how do I build my audience? So marketing is the answer. Podcasting is not one of those you build it and people will, well, nothing is really like that unless you're Beyonce. Like you're not going to be successful by just doing something unless you tell people about what it is that you did. Okay, you have the best business idea in the world, the best actual business in the world. But if nobody knows that you exist, you're not gonna make any money and it really doesn't matter. Okay, so to answer your question in a very direct, not trying to be smart way is you got to tell people about it. Now, how you go about telling people about it can look a, a couple of different ways. You can leverage social media, which is one of the smartest ways simply because it's free. Okay, and nine times out of 10, you're already on social media anyway. So you might as well take advantage of the people who are there. Okay, so telling your people who are already on the platforms that you've established, those people are your tribe. You want to bring your tribe over to this party that you're having and your podcast is your party. Okay, so you want to go on Instagram and say, hey, y'all, party people. I'm throwing this new party. It's at this new club. Come on over. It's called Girl Stop Playing. Let's go. And I'm going to do that on Instagram. I'm going to do that on YouTube. I'm going to do that on Twitter, X. I'm going to do that on Threads. I'm going to do that on Clubhouse. I'm going to do that on Snapchat. I'm going to tell everybody everywhere about this brand new party that I got. I'm going to tell them all the reasons why this party is lit. I'm going to tell them about the type, what they're going to get when they come to the party, the type of experience they're going to have, the type of vibe. I am going to set the scene for the party. Hype it up real good and tell everybody to come on over to my party. Okay, that's basically what marketing is. Hyping it up. Hey, look what I got going over here. Come on over. Get what I got. Long story short, that's what you got to do. So whether you do that on social media, whether you do that through email marketing, whether you do that by literally printing out flyers old school and being your own street team to go around to wherever your specific audience is and telling them about it, the point is you got to tell people about it. One of the ways that you might tell people about it, one of the ways that you should tell people about it is what I call OPP, okay? And I know I'm aging myself when I say that, but it is what it is. Other people's people. Other people's people. 
So getting people to listen to your podcast, one of the best ways that you can do that is by interviewing a guest and then asking that guest to share their interview. If that guest does a good job in the interview, they they should be like dying to share it because people love being able to like share their good stuff. Okay, so if you can create a clip, create a reel, or even a um, an audiogram if if it's audio only, but if you can create a post that captures your guest making a really great point or sounding really smart, guaranteed they're gonna share that post. And now on Instagram specifically, you can do like collaborative posts. So you can just invite them to be a collaborator and then the post is instantly on their page in front of their audience as well. The quickest way to build your audience is by leveraging somebody else's. So the time that it's gonna take you to get 10,000 Instagram followers, for example, you can cut that time in less than half by getting in front of somebody else's audience that already has 10,000 followers. So the time that it would take you to build your own 10,000, you could just either pay them to get in front of their 10,000 or collaborate with them to get in front of their 10,000. But the best, quickest, easiest, simplest way to build your audience is by leveraging somebody else's. Okay, and that goes back to those collaborative interview exchanges. Um, okay, Julius. So you grew your podcast much quicker after moving to Red Circle. Absolutely. So with my first podcast, Confessions of a Workaholic, I'm really kind of embarrassed to even tell y'all. I'm not going to tell y'all. It don't matter. It don't matter. I was on the wrong platform. I was on a platform that was not specifically for podcasts. Okay. Again, I started in 2015. Black people didn't even know what podcasts were for real in 2015. Okay. If I'm being honest, we weren't even really at the party yet in 2015. I didn't have a coach, a class, a consultant I could hire. I just did it. Okay. I just did it. And I didn't know what I was doing. So again, the benefits of having sessions like this, where as silly as you think your question may be, you have the opportunity to ask it so that you don't waste time and money and resources doing things the wrong way and having to learn the hard way. So yep, I was on the wrong platform. What is the best way to grow your podcast? Okay, I think I answered that, especially if you don't have a video component to post clips. Okay, so Julius, I feel like I already answered that um, now, but let me know if you want me to go over that again. Um, my answer or my suggestion about videoing yourself, recording your audio. That is what I suggest. I've even had people who will come into the studio to do audio only. And we'll literally like use one of the um, phone tripods we have and we'll just set the phone tripod up, be sitting in front of the microphone and they're just recording themselves, recording the audio. And then they post that on their social media as like BTS, you know, behind the scenes. So that is the best way if you don't have a video component and you can also make audio um, audiograms, which is basically like an image with a sound playing over it. Same thing uh, with like reels on Instagram. So, you know, you can upload your own audio, like original audio sounds. You can pay, put that audio over any type of video. So it could be like stock video. It could be video of you walking down the street and you have your audio playing, you know, from your podcast episode as the audio for that reel. So you definitely um, don't have to have 
you know, a fully produced video to be able to promote on social media. Is management of a podcast dip different than production of a podcast? Yes. So in terms of, oops, sorry, I forgot I had that up there. In terms of Elevate Media and our services, we offer production, which is where you come into the studio and we produce your audio or your video podcast. We also offer management where even if we didn't necessarily produce your audio, um, we have clients that send us their audio each month and we manage their podcast, meaning we put them up, we set up their red circle, and then we upload their episodes each week to all of the podcast platforms. So that's management. Production is us producing the podcast. After we produce the podcast, you can take your episodes and go on about your business if you want. If you don't want to go, if you don't want to take it and have to manage it yourself, then you can hire us to manage it on a weekly or bi-weekly or however, whatever the frequency is that you release your episodes. Um, we release them based on the frequency that you decide. So that's management and distribution. And I mean, that's management and production. And then distribution is our Roku app. So we uh, distribute podcasts, some we produce and some that we don't on our Grown Woman TV Roku app, or I'm sorry, Roku channel. And so that is our uh, video distribution. All right, I answered the question about the equipment. Does Elevate Media help with logo creation? I do not um, offer logo creation, but I do have graphic design referrals that I can offer. So at least you won't get scammed by these graphic designers out here. But no, I don't do graphics. We don't do graphics in-house. How can I use AI for my podcast? Girl, so many ways. Oh my gosh, where do I get started? I actually am going to do, so side note. Next month, we are, well, actually at the end of this month, but it won't be ready for y'all until next month. But I am launching um, The Collective with a K for Co. And The Collective is a private invite only, probably application only um, community for podcasters. And I'm going to be hosting sessions like this, offering podcast audits, um, giving y'all access to trainings and just continuing education basically for podcasters. But I'm going to do an entire either session or series on AI. It's probably going to end up being a series um, where I do like a tutorial on different AI tools because it's so much. It's like way too much for me to really tell you all of the ways right now, Courtney. But to give you some examples, um, again, using AI art to create background. So if you decide to do a... Y'all, my child is screaming at the top of his lungs. If you decide to do a video podcast, but you don't want to produce it like in a studio, you can use a platform like StreamYard. And if you decide to do that, you can create banners, artwork, overlays, backgrounds using AI. So that's one way. You can create your cover art. You can create your cover art using AI. Um, you can create transcripts using AI. There's a tool called Cast Magic, 
where it will transcribe your episodes. It, it And it has like an AI tool built in where you can tell it what to do, just like chat GPT. So you can say, based on this episode, write a 1500 word uh, blog post. Two seconds, guys. Life of a mom, two seconds. All right. Okay, so Cast Magic is one of the um, one of the AI tools that I use and recommend. Um, there's another one called Get Munch, and Munch will create video clips um, for for you, so you can literally upload the full length video, and it'll cut it up into like Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts. So those are just a couple of ways. But again, you could Google like AI for podcasts. And it will give you a laundry list of tools and like different ways that you can um, use AI. Um, no, there's no real difference, um, Dr. Faith, in utilizing YouTube versus YouTube podcast. It's not yet. I do feel like eventually they there will be some type of separation between podcasts and like videos on YouTube. Um, I have heard that YouTube is prioritizing podcasts, but I have not noticed like an increase in engagement on my podcast versus like the regular video playlist. So I can't, um, say that that has been my experience, but I'm, I imagine that in the future, you know, there will be a benefit to having your podcast on YouTube. How often should a podcast be released? So the typical uh, frequency is weekly, um, but weekly is not doable for everybody. So what I recommend when I work with our clients, whether it's production clients or if it's just like somebody that hired me for like a one-time consulting session, I always say my rule is do what you can sustain. So if you know that you cannot truly, realistically sustain a weekly release, nor can you pick a day out of the month and record four episodes for that entire month. If you can't do that, then a weekly podcast is not the right way to go. Because the worst thing that you can do is get people all excited, get people in the in the habit of listening to your podcast, and then you ghost them. They're tuned in every single week, they're ready to roll, and then they log on and it ain't no new episode. It's twice as hard to get them to come back, okay? Take it from somebody who took a year off, all right? don't do it. Um, so there's no real rule, but my advice is always to, you know, do, um, what you can actually, what you can actually, uh, maintain and sustain. Courtney girl, thank you. Give me some grace. Okay. Ooh. Um, I just switched to Buzzsprout from Podbean a while ago and it created a second RSS feed. Absolutely. Julius that absolutely Ooh, yeah, that that will absolutely affect your downloads because when I, this is what I did, y'all. I did not, okay, your girl is all about working smarter and not harder. So because I had that 1.5 million downloads from my first podcast, I literally used that same RSS feed, brought it over to this new platform, uploaded all my new podcast information and still got to keep 100 plus episodes from my first podcast, which is another reason why I was able to monetize so quickly is because I had the same RSS feed. So that will absolutely um, 
kill your downloads because it's like you're starting from scratch, Julius. The great thing with Red Circle is it will literally bring over that same, like your same RSS feed. You'll literally just copy it to Red Circle and then you'll get like an email from your old platform about, you know, changing the ownership. And that's it. It's super easy to move over to Red Circle. How many seasons? That's totally up to you. Every show doesn't even do seasons. Um, it's like a personal preference. When Elevate Media produces podcasts, we consider a season to be 12 weeks based on the idea that you're going to be doing weekly releases. So that's one episode a week, every week for 12 weeks is considered a season for us. But that's like internally. So there's no rule. If you Google how long is a podcast season, I don't know what Google's going to say because um, there's not necessarily like an industry standard. It's pretty uh, flexible and up to the host. All right, last question. And then I'm gonna drop a couple links for y'all. Um, what strategy can you use to increase your weekly downloads in Red Circle? So, girl, you gotta tell the people about your podcast. That's it. You gotta tell the people about the podcast. When, when people ask me this question, it used to be how do, I, how do I grow my followers on Instagram? And the answers to all of these questions how do I get more sales in my Shopify store? The answer to all of these questions is always, you have to increase your marketing efforts. If you wanna increase your downloads, you gotta increase your marketing. If you wanna increase your sales, you gotta increase your marketing. If you wanna increase your followers, you gotta increase your marketing. More people have to know about you. It's a numbers game. If 100,000 people find out about your podcast, 100 of them might actually listen. So if only 100 people know about your podcast, then you might be getting zero listeners. You have to increase the number of people who know about you, period. Now, how you go about increasing that number, a million ways that you can do that. Again, you can do paid advertising on, um, on other people's podcasts. You can do paid advertisement on, if you have a video podcast, you can pay blogs to post or repost your episodes. A lot of the clips that y'all see going viral, those clips originated from a paid blog post. So you can either pay to play or you're just going to have to get really creative with your strategy. And in terms of paying to play with podcasting, unless you're going to pay somebody to, you know, do an interview on their platform, which is definitely a worthwhile investment, if it's the right platform in front of the right people, um, I'm not opposed to that. But you're not going to find a whole lot of Facebook ad success for podcasting. Like this is much more of a grassroots style effort with podcasting. So in order to increase your weekly downloads, you have to increase the number of people who know you exist. Okay. You cannot be relying on your followers. You cannot be relying on your YouTube subscribers. You cannot be relying on only the people who already know about you. You got to go out there and make sure more people know about you. That's the name of the game. How can I get more people to know who I am and what I got going on so they can come on over to my party? Oh, y'all. I actually feel like this hour and a half has flown by. I felt like it was going to be, you know, 90 minutes. Wow. I usually only set aside 60 minutes, but I am actually amazed at how quickly this has flown by. So I know that I have given y'all so much information. I pray that it is not information overload. Um, let me know in the chat how you are feeling. Give me a yay. This was good. A nay. Girl, I'm lost. 
um, give me some feedback. Let me know what are you going to do with this information? What's going to be your next step? What are you doing after this? Like, let me know that in the chat. And while y'all are doing that, I'm going to drop the link one more time for those of you who are interested in more resources beyond tonight. You are going to get the replay, but if you um, are in need of my podcast ebook, my tools checklist, which again is a list of uh, programs and softwares that you can use to manage your podcast. If you're interested in getting books on other podcasts, there's a guide for that as well, um, as well as my podcast playbook masterclass. So I go over AI in that masterclass. Um, I go over monetization in that masterclass. It's a whole lot of me expounding on some of the um, things that I talked about tonight. Um, and then you'll also get an invitation to the collective when we launch um, later this month or next month for the new people. For those of y'all who are a part of Grown Woman TV though, meaning uh, you distribute your show with Grown Woman TV, you don't have to worry about um, applying. You already will be included with the collective. Lastly, for those of you who are interested in either bringing your show onto Grown Woman TV, um, hiring Elevate Media, if you need a consultation, I'm going to drop the link in the chat, okay? So the last link that I just dropped is a link that will take you to a Google form. Once you complete that Google form and tell me a little bit more about what you got going on, what you need assistance and support with, um, you'll receive an auto email to be able to schedule a free 15 minute um, a free 15 minute consultation. Okay, so that is open to well, both of those links are open to men or women. Grown Woman TV obviously is specifically for um, shows hosted by Black women for Black women. However, you know a host has to be a black woman. So we do have some hosts that are co-hosted by black women and that's totally fine as well. We just wanna make sure we maintain our mission of amplifying black voices and creating meaningful, valuable content for black women. So if you're interested in any of that, definitely make sure you schedule a consultation.